Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Series 5, episode 19. I am your host, Jazz Wilson, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Lucy Wilson. Hello. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Very good indeed. Fantastic. Good. (laughs) We have been very theatre heavy this week, I I feel, within our lives. Don't you agree? Um, I wouldn't call it heavy. I would call it theatre enlightened. Heavy implies weighed down by something, but I have thoroughly enjoyed having it in our life. A very good point. But more on that later. First, as always, let's kick it off with... Album of the Week! Yeah! It is Album of the Week. And it was my choice of album, which was Broadway, the American musical. Now, Lucy, what did you think of it? Well, it's very different from anything we've ever had before. Um... It's very long, so obviously I have not listened to all of it, I'm afraid. I actually listened from the beginning and got as far as I could. (laughs) And then just before we started recording, I did look at what other songs were available. And to me, it seems as they're going through the years. So they start off with a musical that's been around for a very, very, very long time and they slowly get more and more modern. However, it does seem to me that they've got more old songs than newer songs true um so it seemed like a slow build up through the years to start with and then at the near the end of the album it seems to go very quickly through the musicals but i don't know if i think that just because i know more newer musicals and when i say new i mean like from 1990 onwards so we're still talking 30 years ago um i would say it's a good album to listen to if you want to educate yourself on the what word am i looking for the development of musicals through the years see how they started and how they've developed to become what they are today um It's something I might flick back and look at if I'm thinking, oh, I'm listening to the same musicals on repeat. Let's have a look at this because it'll give you some ideas of musicals to listen to. True. But I definitely couldn't listen to it as an album. Um, No, but if you've got a a spare six hours, (laughs) yeah, you know, whack it on. Well, I suppose you can have it on in the background, can't you? But I, when we do album of the week, I like to focus on the album that we're listening to. So I don't usually just have it on in the background. Um, but no, I, I think it's useful to show musicals through the years. However, lots of the songs on the album were very old, which is fine, but that's not where my expertise in musicals lies, I suppose. Um, so I'm going to give it two and a half. Oh, two and a half, middle of the road. Yeah, I think it's a very useful album, but it's not True. something I would use a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, I agree with you. It has many uh, older musical and songs on there. Did I enjoy it? 
from a musical aspect, yes. Would I listen to it again? Probably not. It's very long and it's very selective. Very, very selective. And some of the songs in there, I was like, why? Why is this song in here? So they haven't picked like the best songs from musicals. It, I'm not sure the selection process and how you qualify for that, but it was interesting to see. Yeah. So I think I'm going to try and find point. this series of it and see if we can watch it and understand it a bit more. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. it would be very interesting, I think. It was too many songs to listen to to have a favourite song. Yeah. <laughs> so, favourite songs for us this week aren't going to happen. And <laughs> I would give it two stars, I think. Hmm. I think that's fair. I found it hard going. I mean, it's hard to judge it as an album. It's not intended to be listened to as an album, I don't think. so. No, but put it on random and on shuffle or whatever they call it and see what you think i'd be interested to know this is one of his albums i'd love to know people's thoughts on this get in touch with us it's all an act at outlook.com or on our social medias i would love to know what you think that was all for my album lucy what are you putting into people's ears this week including us i think you'll be happy about this oh go on um so we have spoiler alert because we're going to talk about this later um been watching west end live this weekend and i came across a musical that i had never heard of i've done a little bit of research into it and it seems that it was developed and started to blossom in 2017 um, don't think it's ever had a West End run. Oh, I get it's excited because I think I know which one you might have picked. It's had previews in the West End in 2017. Okay. It's done a lot of fringe festivals, including Edinburgh. Okay. It's toured across 32 states. What? Yeah. It's in America? Been to, it's been to USA. It's been to Australia. It's been to Germany. Wow. And they are beginning their West End run in October. The 29th? (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Yes, the 29th at the Arts Theatre in the West End. And it is the Choir of Man. Oh, yes. I am chuffed. So it's nine men, one show that's 80 minutes long. No interval. From what I can see, no, just 80 minutes. Oh, okay. So that makes sense why it's going to the arts. Yeah. Because watching, when we were watching, I was like, why? Why is it going to that theatre? Okay. And if you're looking, if you're thinking, oh, might get tickets for that, something that might persuade you, because it's setting the bar, they give you a drink on the house, like from the bar. That's crazy. For the show. Isn't that cool? Well, that's, that's what he cool. said on West End Live anyway. Well, let us know if you go and it happens. Yeah. You never know, Charles might end up going if he likes the album. We shall see. So the album on Spotify, if you're using that app, it is a red background, red writing, and nine men on a stage bar (laughs) in front of it. The album was made in 2018, and it's very short, only 44 minutes long. Wow. 
So it'd be nice and easy for us to listen to. And it, well, shall I tell you? Yeah, I'll tell you. It's actually pop songs that they're using. Boom. So it's a jukebox musical, technically. Okay. So all the songs accumulate to 44 minutes. It's an 80-minute show. So it's half songs, half script, pretty much. Unless there is an interval in that 80 minutes, but... I'd be surprised. Yeah. Usually you're getting a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour show with an interval. Yeah. So 80 minutes. Like six, for example, that was at the Arts Theatre. Yeah. No interval. Yeah. So. Having said that, I would guess that most musicals, apart from, you know, Les Mis, would probably be about 50-50. That would be my guess. Maybe we'll do a little segment on that next week. Yeah. Because I have no idea. That's What um, song time to script time, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be Not song time. Out. Not song, song time. time. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> My wife, she's here all week. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. For me, not, not for you listeners, just every two weeks for you. Um, oh, I'm excited. So, yeah. I'm excited for this. It'll be very different to last week's album. It will indeed. It'll be nice. <laughs> Please do listen along with us and let us know your thoughts. And if you've seen this show, definitely get in touch because I'd like to know what where? about. I'd like to know yeah. where you saw it because yeah. it looks like it's been all over the place for like week-long runs. True. But I think this is its first proper West End stint, so I'm excited for them. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool indeed. Please do let us know what you think. That was all for... Album of the Week. Yeah! That was Album of the Week. So now over to the man that you can hear but never see. It is Tom Hazelden. Take it away, Tom. Hello and welcome back to the movie musical segment. My name is Tom and today we're going to be talking about Amazon Prime's brand new exclusive film, Cinderella. So if you want to listen to this review spoiler free, uh, you can head over to Amazon now to check out the film. However, I'm just going to say there's not a huge amount to be spoiled. I'm pretty sure we all know this story. Now that's out of the way, let's talk about this film. Oh boy. Um, I'm just going to be honest straight out the gate. If it were not for this podcast, I would have turned this film off within the first 10 to 15 minutes. And I've seen a lot of comments saying similar things. This film's currently sitting at 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. uh, And on IMDb, it's sat currently at 4.2 out of 10. Um, So that gives you some idea of... uh, of where this review is going to head. However, I will say those scores, I think, are very generous. But I'm going to try and talk about some good things before we get into the the nitty-gritty bad stuff. So um, they've tried to update the story of Cinderella by adding a bit more sort of feminism into it. Uh, A lot of the female characters that are in it go down, end up going down different paths than they do in the traditional story. So... Here's where the spoiler kicks in. Um, we don't get a Prince Charming who ends up becoming king and therefore Cinderella is princess. 
the crown actually goes to his sister because he doesn't want the crown and she's a much better leader with all these sort of visions and ideas and much more responsibility. Um, and likewise, Cinderella doesn't become princess because she doesn't really want to be tied down through marriage and end up just being sort of a helpless woman. So there's some some cool sort of things there that they've added. Also, we've got um, Billy Porter playing the fairy godmother, classically known as, but now updated to the fabulous godmother or Fab G as they refer to themselves, um, which I think was really great. Billy Porter absolutely steals this whole film by a landslide uh and it's a real shame because billy porter is in it for maybe i would bet six to seven minutes and i honestly think that they could have appeared throughout the whole film like at least at least half an hour screen time at least it it should have been it was it was a travesty that that wasn't included um yeah, and we've we've got a slightly more diverse cast in terms of, you know, there's people of different backgrounds and ethnicities, which is, I mean, I guess Cinderella's maybe n- not the best example because we've had, like, you know, lots of variations of Cinderella with, with different, different backgrounds. But, um, you know, just to add to it, that's that's something nice that's appearing more and more in the film industry and hopefully in the theatre world as well. So, um, yeah, we've got uh, Camilla Cabello, I think is how you pronounce it. Camilla Cabello, um, who's from Cuba. She's an up-and-comer. She's a singer, traditionally. Uh, she's done, like, soundtrack for Fast and Furious and stuff like that in the past. And I think this is her first outing as uh, an actor. Um, I think she did a really good job. I don't think she had a huge amount to work with, um, but I think she, she's she got a good sort of like, she's very engaging, basically. And that she, she came across really well in it, even though I thought the film was pretty terrible. Uh, we've got Dina Menzel as the, as the uh, evil stepmom. Ah, she's fine. It's nothing to do with the Dina Menzel. She wasn't given anything. This character is a mess. They try and make her a little bit empathetic and also evil at the same time. And she has this big backstory that you're supposed to care about, but it, you just don't. It makes no sense for her to talk about it. And it's it's a complete mess. Then you've got Pierce Brosnan as the king and Minnie Driver as the queen. Uh, Minnie Driver uh, also sh- like shone in this movie. Um, she plays the queen. She's brilliant. Really, really great. Pierce Brosnan was Pierce Brosnan. And they actually address the fact that he can't sing unlike they did in Mamma Mia. Um, however, I still think that was great casting. So I think that was, I was like, well, okay, at least they've nodded to that. Um, then we've got Nicholas uh, Galatzine as the prince, who's fine. The prince is a bit of a annoying character. They've tried to make him a bit laddie and charming, <laughs> funnily enough, and it just doesn't really work. Um, a lot of all this, to be fair, comes down to the script and not the actors. Um, the script feels like it's been written by a 13-year-old. Uh, it, it It's clunky and really cringy, uh, and not a lot of the jokes land as they should. Um, they've given this a, an updated twist with some like pop hip-hop songs, which is cool. Um, the songs they've chosen are fantastic. If you handed me a playlist of all the songs on Spotify, I would be like, this is a great playlist. I will listen to this every day. However, they are butchered in the musical. And I also don't think this comes down to the singers. This comes down to 
something that really is a real bugbear of mine in movie musicals specifically, which is it's so overproduced. It sounds auto-tuned and it sounds like it's like a it's come from a music video rather than like characters expressing emotions. It doesn't feel like it's come from them. Um, also, the songs feel really shoehorned in. It's like, oh, let's chuck some salt and pepper in here and some Queen and some Janet Jackson. And it, they, they just don't really make sense. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I can see what they're going for, but could they not have thought about it just a little bit longer? Or even better still, just written some new music for it. Um, having said that, we've got a handful of uh, British comedians, which was really unexpected. And the first one I want to talk about is Doc Brown, who sort of does some like rap comedy normally. I recommend check out, um, I think it's called My Property. Um he did some he did some songs on Russell Howard a couple of years back, which kind of blew up. Um but he plays the town crier and he raps all of the announcements and speeches, which I thought was a really nice touch. And I think that they were the best parts of the songs for me. And they were songs that have been written for the movie, as far as I'm aware. So it would have been nice to have seen more of that. Um then we've got Rob Beckett, who's supposed to play this kind of like sleazy ladies man. And it was really weird to see Rob Beckett show up. It was really odd choice. I that's all I have to say on that. Nothing against you, Rob Beckett, but it was it was a weird choice. And then you've got the three mice, who I think was a kind of a stroke of brilliance to cast Romesh Ranganathan and James Acaster as two of them. They are really great and they have a really good sort of little bit of back and forth while Cinderella's in the ball. It cuts to the mice outside discovering like what it's like to have human body. Um, and then there's the third mouse, James Corden, who is playing, surprise, surprise, James Corden, as he does in everything. Um, I, it just would have been nice to have had James Corden be in this and play a character different to what we're used to. But hey-ho, you slap James Corden in something and you attract a couple of American viewers, I think. It feels like a lot of British people have gone off him now. And uh, I have seen a lot of people complaining about that on social media and Rotten Tomatoes and things like that. Anyway, um, I did also just want to shout out that I uh, I believe there's a transgender actor in the cast um, who plays one of Prince Charming's um, sort of like friends. I don't really know what you would call that character in relation to the prince. Um, but I just thought that was nice to see because I don't really recall seeing a huge amount of the transgender community in uh, movies and I think it's nice to see that that's becoming more of a thing um, yeah uh, the choreography's fine uh, nothing amazing but it's not bad like it, it fits in quite well with the sort of the the, the theme um, the costumes are fantastic my friend was lucky enough to be in the ballroom scene uh, and the the costumes it's worth watching that scene just to look at people in the background um yeah i honestly I, I think the highlight of this film was billy porter and some of the costumes uh, and and some of the some of the british comedians but other than that I, this film in my opinion really does not have a lot going for it if you've got young kids they will probably really enjoy it um I think that 
did we I just think did we really need another Cinderella story we we literally got one on the West End this year and now we've got a, a movie version yeah it seems it seems like it was a, a weird money grab and this film doesn't know who its audience is supposed to be now comes the part where I have to give this film a rating out of five stars to give it one star honestly I think feels a bit generous so I'm going to give it half a star is quite brutal i apologize i don't know i think this might be the lowest rated film we've had on the on this segment so far i am sorry but by all means go and check this film out for yourself because this is just one man's opinion and you might absolutely love this film um but having read a lot of reviews online as well it seems like a lot of people are, are of the same opinion but anyway Go make your own mind up and uh, and get in touch with us. Let us know what you thought. Um, join us next time, and hopefully, if all goes to plan, we are going to be reviewing uh, Everyone's Talking About Jamie because that is supposedly coming out on the 17th, I think, on Amazon Prime. Um, so I'm very excited for that, and hopefully it's a good one. Bye! Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. And the clock has struck 12 for you. Thank you. We still need to watch it, actually. True. Don't we? We do. We're, we're a bit behind on. Haven't seen... I've seen a little snippet of it. Well, yeah, so we need to watch that. And also what's come to the screen since... True. This episode's come out. Tell them. Jamie. Everybody. Still haven't seen that either. So two things. Need to watch them. Bazingas. Soon. <laughs> yes. We have had an overload of theatre this week, as we said previously, because we watched West End Live. Oh, I was like, what have we watched? <laughs> I haven't been to the theatre. Lucy looked at me with a blank expression like, what What did we watch? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, so as we record this, West End Live is happening. It is that weekend. And we watched yesterday's. To be fair, we watched most of the acts. There's only a couple we haven't seen yeah. from Saturday. Yeah. Sound Sunday, issues? What is going on? It's every the same year. every year. And the first year we watched it, I was like, do you know what? Fair play to them because it must be an actual nightmare trying to organise the event. However, they have done it for a few years now. Yeah. You would think it would improve. And it. Yeah. It doesn't seem to. We're not saying physically, not saying no, no, no. there, but on the streaming videos on YouTube that they put out, the audio is all over the place. But I, I think it's really difficult for the singers on the stage to hear as well. I think probably just because it's an open air outdoor event with a big crowd. However... There are open-air theatres yeah. that put on shows. But there's no excuse on video because you can take the audio straight out of the mixing desk and put it straight through. There is no mm. excuse. Everyone is mic'd up. Yeah. I mean, budgeting could be an issue. I don't know where the budget comes for for this. I don't I don't think it's a budget issue. I think it's a turnaround issue. Yeah, I think and they can't get yeah. that. Because the problem is the people that are going to West End Live can video the whole thing. So if they're putting it up before the official West End Live yeah. 
it doesn't look great, does it? Yeah, official um, London theatre. Yeah, that's who it is with. Um, but yeah, I I think the performers find it that it's a very Tough. difficult place to perform. Hard, yeah. But I don't understand. They must be able to do something to help the performers on stage because people do perform in outdoor theatres. Yeah. I've never performed in an outdoor theatre and I have only seen plays in an outdoor theatre, so I probably can't pass much judgment. But if you have any insight into if there's anything that could be done to help, because there might be Amdram societies looking to do outdoor theatre events. True, very true. Especially because of COVID. Well, the best woman that we saw, audio-wise was the woman playing the lead in Mamma Mia. Yeah, I Remind loved me of her. her name. Sheridan Smith. Not no, Sher- Sheridan Smith. It wasn't her, just just for record. <laughs> the character's name. What's her name? Her name is, is Sheridan, isn't it? I don't know. You love it and I... I equally love it, but not is as much it? as you. Oh, God, I'm going to have to look this. You keep talking. Hang on. So... And I believe the reason why was she had ears in. So what I mean by that is she had moulds in her ears Ah. so she can hear herself back. She's not just hearing it from a monitor. That could be lost because they are outside. So she can hear herself well. She can hear the music well. Usually you get one in one ear, one in the other ear then she's going to perform better. A lot of the other performers that I saw did not have that. They're relying on the monitors for the feedback for themselves and for the track because it's all done by tracks. I wonder if there's a reason they can't have in-ears. It's probably a cost. It's probably a budget thing. And logistically, it would probably be a nightmare. Shoving, yeah, because you'd probably have, you couldn't have separate ones for every single performer. That's what they have normally. Because they're moulded to your ear shape. So that yeah, it makes a perfect Yeah, but in this sort seal. of an event, they have hundreds of people on and off yeah. that stage. You couldn't have individual no. ones. Because then anyway, you'd have to have a pack, a receiver pack as well. Very important. Go on. I was kind of right. It's Donna Sheridan. Ah, Donna Sheridan. Because, <laughs> of course, it's Donna and the Dynamos. Yeah. Sorry. How many I had... people are screaming at their phones or yeah. their radio because that was was awful i'm very sorry to everybody listening my brain just had a malfunction it's okay oh that was my knee popping nice you she wasn't dancing then (laughs) no (laughs) i'm just old my bones creak so yeah um if you went to let the west end live let us know what you think tom was there sound was yeah Tom, he's next been posting. Week, tell us what you think. Yeah, because he pre-records all of his. Spoiler alert! So we'll get we get the lowdown from Tom next week. Wonderful. Thank you very much for listening today. We appreciate you. We love you. You know what to do. Tell a friend about us, and we will be back in your ears again very soon. Bye. Bye.